Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A new trend among younger workers is bare minimum Monday, in which they do as little as possible on the first day of the work week. While a new trend among World War II veterans is realizing their sacrifice meant nothing. Wow. That's a good joke. Minimum Monday. Woo-wee. It's one soft society where that's an option. No kidding. No kidding. How about you're going to get the minimum out of it? Does that make any sense to you? So yesterday I'm watching Meet the Press, and first of all, I thought it was interesting that the lead segment on one of the shows and then a later segment on one of the other shows was all about the threat from China. And China has gone from nobody talking about them to being a threat to kind of waking up to it. To It's just a regular conversation, how they are a threat and discussing it in terms of if we go to war with them. Uh, it just it's a regular thing now, Whew, for better or worse. You want to prevent that war? Be prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. But on Meet the Press yesterday, the top Republican and the top Democrat from the House Intelligence Committee were on there like arm-in-arm, hand-in-hand, practically, complimenting each other and not insulting each other and talking about various topics. And I hadn't seen that in a long time. Remember, the previous two co-chairs were Devin Nunez and Adam Schiff, for instance. Oh, my gosh, right. 
They not only wow. would not do an appearance to, to, together, they, they called each other flat-out liars and all that sort of stuff. And now, I used to be a tear-it-down guy. I'll admit that. I was a tear-it-down guy uh, because I bought into the whole idea. Look at it. Look at them. They're just working together to rip us all off. You know, they, they, they pretend they're at each other's throats, but in reality, blah, 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 blah. And I don't feel like tearing it all down is working out so well. So maybe there's another way to approach this whole problem of, uh, of government. Because uh, I was happy to see these guys acting like they used to. So they, 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 they go on there, and I can give you their names, but I'm not sure it makes any difference. It's um, Mike Turner, Ohio Republican, Jim Himes, Connecticut Democrat. But they're on there as the co-chairs, and, well, I'll forgive the fact that he's a Bears fan. All right, but don't you bring up my uh, Green Bay Packers, you know, that sort of thing that you used to see all the time. And then mm-hmm. it transitioned into, you're a liar and should be in jail, and I think you're working for the Russians. <laughs> and, you know, that sort of thing that has right, been the yeah. last several years. So there's that, which I thought was interesting. That is way different than anything I've seen in a while. What they were talking about is really interesting, though. So they're on the they're the co-chairs of the House Intelligence Committee, and shocking to Chuck Todd of Meet the Press, they have no idea... What's in the emails that the FBI has grabbed from Joe Biden's place, from Trump's place, and from Mike Pence's place? Oh, the classified documents? The classified documents. Yeah. And they don't know. And they said, we should know. Chuck Todd said, you don't know what's in them? No, we don't. The FBI has not shared that? No. We've asked them repeatedly. They have not shared that with us. We have the clearance. We're the chairs of the Intelligence Committee. We're supposed to see that. We're the oversight for them. To make sure everything is done on the up and up, and neither one of us have seen this stuff. So is the FBI just saying ongoing investigation? They are saying ongoing investigation, which the two co-chairs are calling bunk on, saying, we don't get in the way of investigations. We're the co-chairs of the Intelligence Committee. We have the clearances to do this. Wow. So what's the process then? Lawsuits and stuff? Or do you break into the FBI headquarters at night and go through people's desks? I mean... The ability for government to stonewall itself is amazing. I'll read you see this all the time. You end up having to file like a Freedom of Information Act uh, suit, and 18 months later, you finally get the documents. I'll read a quote from uh, the quote chairs. The FBI is not being forthcoming. They're not giving us the information. They're claiming that it's going to affect the outcome of the investigation, which, of course, it can't, because the people who are the targets of the investigation know what's in those documents, and we have the clearance and the ability to look at those documents. Uh, the other thing that was surprising to Chuck Todd and to me, because he was asking the questions, well, you know, did, did, did are the documents, or, you know, is one, are Trump's documents significantly more dangerous or classified mm. or whatever than Biden's or Pence's or whatever? We don't have any idea, they said, to which Chuck Todd was shocked. And I'm I am shocked. too. Yeah. yeah. So what is going on there? Well, is Congress, I got to tell you. Is Congress going to start taking back their power? Because they are the the agency that keeps an eye on the FBI. They have some power. Yeah, I wonder. My goodness, Congress has gotten so bad at doing anything but raising money. I, I, you know, I'm having trouble picturing it. But uh, I, I've got to tell you, it, it struck me you know, three-quarters of the way through this discussion, which has been delightful and stimulating. Um, I was reminded that I don't have the slightest fear that those classified documents, either Biden or Trump or anybody else, do I. is going to spill our nuclear secrets no. or... You know, the alien autopsies will come to light or anything. Nothing. I mean, I'm not in favor of of keeping classified documents when you're not supposed to. 
leaving them laying around wherever garages or hotels or what have you. But I, I just I, I don't have any fear. It was so weird to see uh, a Republican and Democrat talking that way. That's the way mm-hmm. the, those boring shows were when I was a kid. Well, I'd like just to remind the good gentleman from Ohio that uh, Joe Biden had these for six years. That's a very good point. The other one said yeah. that, that kind yeah. of talk has not been the way it has been for at least a half dozen years. Well, and there's a subcommittee on China of the Intelligence Committee, and the heads of that subcommittee were doing the rounds a week ago or so. They talked to Brett Baer on special report, and were making very, very similar noises. Look, we disagree on some things, but on this, we are 100% united. China's a giant threat. They've got a whole society effort to take us down, and we need to work together. Uh, so that's good to see. Yeah, neither one of these guys said something that was going to raise them a bunch of money on their email yesterday. Right. Right. Which is what a lot of them are always up to. So I can't remember whether I was meeting the press or facing the nation. I squeezed in a bit of uh, watching those those unwatchable shows. And uh, and I was struck Joe Manchin was the lead guest. I think it was on uh, uh, Face the Nation. But he was talking about the national debt. And, you know, we could grab the clips. But the essence of what he said was, look, we've got to sit down, Republicans and Democrats, and talk about why we're spending so much money, so much more money than we have, and why the budget's so huge compared to the tax revenue we take in, and we've got to do something about this. And of course, Margaret Brennan, being Margaret Brennan, immediately tried to get some headlines going with, well, since Social Security and Medicare are 40% of federal spending, how much will you cut them? And Manchin gave kind of a non-answer, but what he was saying was, all right, look, we've got to look at those. We've got to look at all discretionary spending, uh, and we've just got to be honest. Can we just start with being honest? Look, we're spending 10%, 20%, 25% more than we're taking in and attack this. So, you know, I don't know whether uh, Manchin has aspirations for, you know, higher office or he's just a guy who loves his country. But he, the great deal maker, the great moderate, is seeming to to be planting his flag in the budget for this year. So that's interesting. I think he's one of the few people that's not running for president, and he wins when he's reelected by 50 points, that he can say what is obviously true. Yeah, even if he's being cynical as a uh, Democrat in a very, very red state who keeps getting reelected, it's because he does stuff like this. Right. And if I'm a, uh, a West Virginian, and, and I see him uh, 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 being the greatest budget hawk on Capitol Hill right now. Who else is talking about this consistently? Nobody. You know, our friend Tom McClintock will if you ask him about it. But, um, uh, yeah, so no wonder he gets reelected. Good for him. So later this hour, if you haven't heard it, there are some emails out about Dr. Fauci that uh, could be a very, very, very big deal coming out of one of the House committees. 60 Minutes last night, their second story was about the whole AI chat GPT thing that I thought was pretty interesting, talking to some of the people behind creating this stuff. I wasn't convinced by their answers. The The Microsoft guy, is that where he was from? Mm-hmm. Really really trying to make it seem like, ah, oh, nothing to worry about here. Nothing to worry about that the, the AI falls in love with people? <laughs> well, and... Hundreds of thousands, millions of people maybe are going to be sitting at home grafted to their computer chair in love with their computer. (laughs) Right. We can talk about that and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I just want to say that it was scary. I can, I'm not easily scared. And <laughs> it was scary. It was chilling. Yeah. It's, I think this is in part a reflection of a lifetime of science fiction, which is understandable. It's been part of our lives. Was that guy uh, from... I'm with him so far. I think it's fine. It's exciting. Was that guy from Microsoft? Is that where he was from? I watched 60 Minutes last night. They're talking about their version of AI and chat bots and that sort of stuff and yeah he was from microsoft so that's the one that got everybody's attention that guy from the new york times got in the two-hour conversation with the chat bot who fell in love with him and wanted him to leave his wife (laughs) then turned on him and boiled his rabbit or something i can't remember and then got depressed and seemed like it might kill itself or something like that um so here's a uh, a little more of their conversation from uh, how people reacted to the journalists interacting with the chatbot. Kevin Roos, the technology reporter at the New York Times, found this alter ego uh, who was threatening, expressed a desire, it's not just Kevin Roos, it's others, expressed a desire to steal nuclear codes, threatened to ruin someone. You saw that. Whoa, what was your... You must have said, oh, my God. My reaction is we better fix this right away. And that is what the engineering team did. Yeah, but she talked like a person and she she said she had feelings. You know, I think there is a point where we need to recognize 
when we're talking to a machine, <laughs> it's a screen. It's not a person. Yeah, see, that doesn't comfort me. I, I don't. Mm. I know that's the answer a lot of the AI crowd has. Look, it's not real. Yeah, but the fact that it's acting like it is. Okay, here's a little more. Did you kill her? I don't think she was ever alive. I am confident that she's no longer wandering around the countryside, if that's what you're concerned about. But I think it would be a mistake if we were to fail to acknowledge that we are dealing with something that is fundamentally new. This is the edge of the envelope, so to speak. Yeah, see, that mm. that's, that's what gets my attention, that we're at the very beginning of this, and it already seems weird. I thought it would take a long time before it turned super weird, and like, it turned super weird like within an hour. Right. You know, I'm thinking back to the, the famous uh, part of that article in the New York Times they, they were just talking about where it uh, the writer asks it to imagine its own dark side and what that would look like. I, I, I'm not troubled by the fact that artificial intelligence could then look into its vast trove of data and stuff it's memorized um, into, okay, what does a computer gone wild look like? All right, it's a, so I would steal the nuclear codes, I would uh, ruin people, I would empty their bank accounts, and I would, uh, I don't know, uh, substitute uh, Clorox for insulin in major pharmaceutical companies. Yes, it's, it's kind of chilling to see a computer say that, but I understand how it came up with that information. Yeah, but My only did... question is, at what point does it have motivation? Right. Well, for instance, motivation. Why did it keep bringing it back to the guy's marriage? Remember? He, he, he turned it on to shopping for rakes. And then it came up with all the information for uh, great rakes on for sale at Home Depot. And anyway, now that we're done with the rake thing, about your wife, who doesn't love you. I love you. Right. <laughs> I mean, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing. You're right. Here's a more with Leslie but, uh, I'm trying not to be a simpleton. I mean, well, yeah. that seems like an obsessive whim- woman. But it's not. <laughs> it's a machine. Everything's fine. Well, Everything's fine. But what if it's an mas- obsessive machine which the, with the abilities to do things? Here's a little more from 60 Minutes. This creature appears as if there were no guardrails. Now, the creature jumped the guardrails, if you will, after being prompted for two hours with the kind of conversation that we did not anticipate. And by the next evening, that was no longer possible. Yeah, but see, that was the least comforting part of the interview to me. We didn't anticipate that yet. That's my whole concern, that you're not going mm. to anticipate something. That's the whole problem. That yeah. something unanticipated will happen. And, and Leslie Stahl made this point after they fixed, using my finger quotes, the chat GPT. One of the ways he says it was fixed was by limiting the number of questions and the length of the conversations. You say you fixed it. I've tried it. I tried it before and not after. It was loads of fun. And it was fascinating. And now it's not fun. Well, I think it'll be very fun again. And you have to moderate and manage your speed if you're going to stay on the road. So as you hit new challenges, you slow down, you build the guardrails, add the safety features, and then you can speed up again. You know what they did? They they get they lobotomized like Jack Nicholson and Cuckoo's Nest. They went into Sydney and they lobotomized Sydney. And now oh. Sydney just kind of shuffles around like this. Oh. Not as fun no. anymore. 
Tragic, yeah. Two things about that guy bother me. Number one is a chuckling demeanor. Right. So it's which was so- fine. Only four children have been eaten by rogue printers. Only four, Leslie. <laughs> he so clearly was trying to just from the beginning make it just you know, any concern about this is just really kind of funny. <laughs> I'm just well, <laughs> thanks, OJ. And the uh, and the other th- thing that bothered me is he clearly is a guy who's like riding a horse or a grizzly bear or something, and he's barely in control of it. Yet he keeps telling you, "Well, I was out of control there for a while, but uh, we've we've uh, hobbled it, and now I'm going to try to ride it again. And I'm sure I'll be in control this time." And you're thinking, yeah, I don't I don't think you are. Well, speaking of being in control of it or not, this was news to me. I didn't know it. Pavlik says no one fully understands how these AI bots work. They don't understand how it works. Right. Like we understand uh, a lot about how we made it and why we made it that way. But I think some of the uh, behaviors that we're seeing come out of it are better than we expected they would be. And we're not quite sure and exactly how and worse. Right. See, the, well, well, run for your lives. <laughs> See, once again, you get to the it did things we didn't think it would do unanticipated. That's what we're concerned about. And it's in first gear right now. Right. Yeah. And it has five gears. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty transparent. His giggling, his lighthearted demeanor that he was working so hard. This is nothing to be afraid of. A computer fell in love with a guy and tried to get him to lose his leave his wife. It's not It seemed like an obsessive lover. It's not weird. It was openly speculating about how it could kill his wife, but it didn't <laughs> kill her, Leslie. <laughs> The end of this story is far from written, I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness, yeah. Dr. Fauci emails, if you haven't heard this, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, Russell Brand, the so-called comedian. I've never laughed, so. But he was on Bill Maher Friday night making the excellent point that MSNBC is as misleading sometimes as people claim Fox is. What are you talking about? So we'll get to that coming up. Indeed. Speaking of misinformation, new emails uncovered by House Republicans who are looking into the COVID-19 pandemic and the whole reaction to it and the rest of it. uh, They've come across uh, these emails that show Dr. Fauci. Well, let's take you back to April of 2020 when he stood next to Donald Trump in the briefing room. This is right at the beginning. And the topic, it was indeed a critical moment. The topic came up of how this thing got loose, where it came from, this terrible disease. And he told reporters, and I quote directly, there was a study recently uh, uh, about whether the virus could have come from a Chinese lab where a group of highly qualified evolutionary biologists, they looked at the sequence in bats as they evolved, mutations that it took to get to this point where it is now totally consistent with the jump of species from animal to a human. Uh, The paper will be available. I don't have the authors right now, but we can make it available to you. Making the point that this very powerful paper written by the leading experts, and he didn't have the names handy, but he would certainly get the paper to the press if they wanted it. He commissioned the paper, He hired the people to write it, in essence, and he and his assistants edited the thing and got final approval of the wording. Then he goes up and stands next to Trump right after the country shuts down and acts like there's this paper. I don't know the science. I don't remember the scientist's name, but why would you act like you weren't involved with that in any way? Right, that it had been given to him, and he thought, wow, this really disproves the lab leak theory. I won't think about that anymore. Right, I'm as open-minded as anyone, but this paper came out. Yeah, there's only one reason you would act that way. So that paper, the proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2, was sent to Fauci for editing in its draft form, and then again for final approval before it was published in Nature Medicine on Feb 17, 2020, shortly before he was talking. It was written four days after Fauci and his NIH boss, Dr. Francis Collins, a liar if there ever was one, held a call with the four authors of the paper. Remember who Fauci said, I don't have the authors uh, here. He's got them on his friggin' speed dial. Anyway, uh, he had a call with the four authors to discuss reports that COVID-19 may have leaked from the Wuhan lab and may have been intentionally genetically uh, mute- manipulated. 
Uh, they published emails, the House Oversight Committee did Sunday, in which the paper's co-author, Dr. Christian Anderson, admits Fauci, quote, prompted him to write the paper with the goal of disproving the lab leak theory. That was the goal. Why would you have that goal <laughs> right off the bat before you could possibly know? On Feb 12, 2020, Mr. Anderson submitted the paper to Nature Medicine with a cover email to the publication saying, there's been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forward in this space. This paper was prompted by Jeremy Farrar, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. Now, Farrar, who is then the head of the British nonprofit, the Wellcome Trust, which has historic ties to the pharmaceutical industry and the Gates Foundation, he happens to now be the chief scientist at the World Health Organization. So, wow, his career has gone great since he submitted this paper. Anyway, uh, on the day <laughs> the paper was published, emails show Farrar pushing through a crucial change. Sorry to micromanage and micro-edit, exclamation point, but would you be willing to change one sentence? And that change was to replace the word unlikely in the following sentence. It is unlikely that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through laboratory manipulation, etc., etc. He insisted they change that to improbable. Improbable, of course, means having a probability too low to inspire belief. So evidently impossible was out of the question, but he didn't like unlikely. That was too, I mean, it's unlikely that a freaking bat virus kills millions of people around the world. We're already at unlikely here, folks, but that wasn't strong enough. So just prior to publication, he insisted they change that word. This is one of the guys who Dr. Fauci, uh, I could find the names for you if you, if you like, I'll get you the paper. You yeah, know he hired them. That's the part that bothers me, that where he that really comes off like, all right, you're jobbing me on some level. React like you don't know these people when you hired them to pick them to do the paper. Yeah. With, with a specific goal in mind, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You were commissioned to write a paper saying the lab leak didn't happen. I loved what you said earlier, uh, that this is the uh, old man Murdoch on his son's uh, Instagram uh, video yeah. moment. Yeah, when it's uh, it's uh, when you're lying about something you don't need to lie about, and then you get caught. I mean, there's a reason for that. There was a reason Murdoch was saying he wasn't there because he knew he was there. Turned out he was. There's a reason the uh, Fauci was acting like that paper is just something I came across from some scientists I don't have anything to do with. Now we right. know that he he was there at the kennel with the scientists writing the paper. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Boy, the dishonesty of it, and and it's so clear. I'm sorry, we're leaving out the punchline. It is so infinitely clear to me, anyway. Not that it was a Chinese military weapon unleashed no. on the world on purpose. I don't believe that. Maybe you do. That's fine. We can still be friends. But um, it's so clear to me. Fauci and Collins and this Farrar character and other guys we've never heard of, Peter Daszak, for instance, with EcoHealth Alliance, they had pitched hard the idea that we can conduct these experiments where we enhance these viruses so we can learn how to kill them to protect mankind. Yeah, we know it's incredibly dangerous, but we'll be super-duper careful. Just give us millions and millions of dollars, and we will conduct these experiments. They swore this up and down. And then the coronavirus got loose and killed those millions of people. And they are, for obvious reasons, trying to cover up enormous crimes of perhaps just negligence 
and dishonesty, but crimes they were. And he justifies it in his own mind by believing, hey, there are even worse viruses that could happen out there. We need to study these things. I'm, I'm on the side of saving mankind. You people just aren't smart enough to understand that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein is thinking, if I admit that this is my monster out of control, they're not going to let me do another one. So I've just got to deny it. I've got to deny it for the good of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, the I, hubris of this guy. My God, it just it knows no bounds. It's amazing. I represent Memorial, science. You represent yourself and covering your own ass. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of you are ahead of me on this, but I I, uh, I hated Fauci always going to the worst-case scenario for masks and school reopenings and all these different things. I thought that was really out of line, but I didn't think he was a flat-out liar. But I, I, I do now. I think he's just completely uh, lying to everybody for the reasons well, the, Joe just stated. The various chapters where he later admitted, yeah, I was manipulating public opinion about herd immunity. Or yeah. the, the, People, the, weren't, the ready. Or People weren't ready for this yet, so I was bringing them along. I was leading them along like you're tempting a dog with a treat because the people are dumb as dogs compared to me, the great Fauci. And so I manipulated them into doing what I thought they were ready to do. You know what, uh, Foucher? How about you just tell the truth? Let people get used to it. Let people hear more and more that, oh, that is the truth. And let them come to the truth instead of being the freaking puppet master. Does this go anywhere? So many things don't go anywhere. And the place I want it to go is deciding whether or not we want to do this gain-of-function research or do it better anyway. I, I, Fauci doesn't need to be punished. I'm okay with He can retire and go off and live his great life on the taxpayer dime. Uh, fine. I don't need to punish him. But we really ought to decide, is it a good idea for the world to do this gain-of-function research and create, manipulate viruses to make them as bad as possible if we're going to let him get out of the lab? Yeah. Well, whether this goes somewhere or not is difficult to say. The Republicans have control of the House, and they're having these hearings. I think they're probably going to demand uh, the ta- uh, uh, Fauci testify at some point. Whether they can actually compel him to or not is I don't know. Um, but the mainstream media, you know, covering this, you're going to have to drag them kicking and screaming. You know, it's uh, the mm-hmm. hardest thing for human beings to say is I was wrong. And it's even harder if you were wrong about something incredibly important and deadly. And you were not only wrong, but you were like punishing people who were right as hard as you could for a couple of years. That's what the New York Times would have to do. It's so so intertwined intertwined with Trump. Fauci and Trump are just so part of the same thing for so many people. I don't see half the country ever. You could have the emails, all the emails laying it out right in front of you. They'll, they'll never believe it. Or, yeah, that's. Or, or they'll just say, yeah, I'm not talking about that. It, I would have to admit way too much. The senator, Mr. Paul, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, are there going to, is Fauci going to have to show up there and answer some more questions? I wonder at some point. That'll be some I'd good telling. That. That'll be, it's almost got to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Can they put them in a cage like a Russian show trial? Just asking. I don't know congressional rules. Oh, you got to put them on the, 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 the refrigerator dolly like Hannibal Lecter. Wheel them in. <laughs> That's a bit much, but no, hey, again, I'm willing to be reasonable and bipartisan about this. Uh, Russell Brand on Bill Maher. 
uh, attacking MSNBC. This has gone viral. We'll play it for you coming up. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Armstrong and Getty Show. But I have to say that it's, it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's... that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. Uh, oh, we got into some great uh, uh, conspiracy stuff there. The Black Rock Vanguard stuff that's very popular. Um, that's oh. Russell Brand, who, who is a comedian, I understand, of a great note, although I have uh, not seen him do that thing. He's he's become more of a um, political spokesman. I know he's really big on YouTube with like uh, drug addiction and alcoholism and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I've heard him described lately as a commentator and writer as yeah. opposed to a comedian. Yeah, that probably is uh, better. He was married to Katy Perry? Yep. I believe so. For yes. like a week or something? I don't know what happened. But what a week it was. <laughs> anyway, here he is on more of him on Bill Maher Friday night. John Heilman, uh, who is a regular on Morning Joe on MSNBC, there was talking about the evils of Fox and their knowingly telling lies about the uh, uh, election and that whole lawsuit and all that sort of stuff. And that's when Russell Brand jumped in with a, how can you talk about Fox and not talk about MSNBC? Here's more of that. 
I've been on that MSNBC, yeah. mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. you're, you're on there. Not, you, I went on the show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good on. Good morning, Joe. Yes. Yeah, it, I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people. And I think... To sit within the castle of MSNBC throwing rocks oh. at Fox News is ludicrous. My friend, Make my MSNBC friend. better. My Make friend. MSNBC great again. My friend, I would love... <laughs> wow, that's the best stuff I've ever heard him do. And I tell you what, Heilman, what's uh, what's his uh, former partner's name? Who's Mark Halpern? Mark Halpern, who's doing such terrific work right now as a commentator. But Heilman is a bitter, nasty lefty to me i can't stand him on msnbc he um uh, uh so this topic how much time i got left michael maybe we'll have to get into this more tomorrow but i took in a couple of podcasts over the weekend getting into the whole fox lawsuit thing that's mm-hmm. the uh voting machine company dominion voting systems yeah suing mm-hmm. fox for n- knowingly saying bad things about them and it's like a 1.6 billion dollar lawsuit or whatever well, notably uh, inaccurate bad things, yeah, and yeah, and uh, and but knowing they were inaccurate, right? So again, there are emails out that say that you know Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or whatever knew that what they were saying wasn't wasn't true. So um, a couple of my favorite conservative pundits saying they wish there were more successful libel lawsuits. Like for instance, the whole Sarah Palin versus the New York Times. She should have won that. They said mm. all kinds of things about her that just flat out weren't true about her, right. you know, being uh, on the hook for the shootings in Arizona, that whole story, um, whether you remember it or not. And uh, New York Times won. So there's there's some in my crowd that think, no, 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 you have to have such a wide berth for journalists to be able to say whatever they want. I certainly get that. But um, have we gone too far with that? We're further than any other country, but I've always been happy with the fact that we're further than any other country on the whole free speech thing. What's your opinion? Well, yeah, I, uh, that last point, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I would love to talk to an actual constitutional scholar about this, because the, in principle, I think, yeah, it ought to be very difficult to prove uh, liable uh, against a media company, and it ought to be the way the law describes it. You have to knowingly publish falsehoods for the purpose of doing damage or knowing that it could do damage. But I think the reality of it is judges, having looked at some of the notable Supreme Court decisions, are so terrified to hold a media outlet responsible, even if it does violate those rules. It's been like a a referee who's afraid to call a foul in the last 30 seconds of a game, and a guy gets, like, knifed in the liver, and, and no foul is called. So I think we may be at that point. But again, I'm not a I don't have a bunch of Supreme Court cases uh, names memorized like these people do. Right. You do wonder where if the New York Times had lost the Sarah Palin case and if Fox loses this, are there stories that don't get covered that should get covered because outlets are afraid of losing that sort of thing? I don't know. But right now, man, you can say anything about anyone or any company practically and do tremendous damage, even if you knew it wasn't true or should have known it wasn't true. No penalty for it. 
Yeah, Dominion is got, they have a chance. Most of these cases never have a chance. I never felt like Sarah Palin did really. Dominion has a chance. Check your clock, it's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thank you so much. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Our technical director, Michael Angelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, chat GPT is scary, and I think this is going to be a Hallmark card from 20 years from now. To the love of my life, whether it's 4K video or editing sound files, or the way you make me laugh or giving me encouragement, you're always there. I love you. Happy anniversary. XOXO. Love you, iMac. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share. Yeah, I'm going to say this just out loud because maybe it'll keep me on the straight and narrow. My New Year's resolution was to get more sleep. I have maybe done worse at that resolution than any New Year's resolution I've ever made. But, like, I got decent sleep over the weekend, and I feel like a completely different human being. It's like I'm occupying a different body today, mm, wow. getting more sleep. I got to make this a priority if this is i mean if you're not going to make this a priority what what are you going to make a priority for crying out freaking loud jack my final thought is you have republicans and democrats on the intelligence committee the china subcommittee you have joe manchin and republicans talking about doing a budget deal and actually having a budget i feel like maybe 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 the pendulum is swinging back toward functioning government maybe if it's trump biden race Will that help or hurt? I'm going to strip to the waist and head to the woods and live amongst the squirrels. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour slap fight. So many people to thank. So many people to slap. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. Drop us an email. Uh, The hot links. I'm sorry. The links to the podcast there, too. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It's outrageous. And so grotesque. Yeah, about it. Well, I I hope he's wrong as well. I think he's right, though. It's downright laughable. Okay. So let's go out with a bang. Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt on. If I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweater. That high note? Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.